star bright, first star I see tonight. Ohana means family. Wish I could be part of that Practically perfect in every way. We'll make a wish and do as dreamers do. You're braver than you believe, and stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. The Force will be with you, always. Welcome to Mama Bear Jamboree. Let's chit-chat, yik-yak, and flim-flam with our panel of moms as they help you plan your next Disney vacation. Let's go into the Imagination Radio Network studio and see what Rachel and Samantha have in store for us this week. Welcome everyone to Season 1, Episode 4 of Mama Bear Jamboree Podcast. We are your hosts, Rachel and Samantha. This episode will be a little different from our other episodes thus far because... We will be bringing a Disney lover from outside of the Mama Bear Jamboree family to Mm -hmm. discuss this topic with us instead of our panel of moms as we discuss Disney Vacation Club. Before we introduce our expert for today's show, Rachel and I are going to give some background on Disney Vacation Club. Disney Vacation Club, also known as DVC, is a timeshare program operated by Disney. At Walt Disney World, the DVC resorts are Disney's Riviera Resort, Copper Creek Villas and Cabins, and Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas, Jumbo House and Kidani Village, Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort, Disney's Beach Club Villas, Disney's Boardwalk Villas, Disney's Old Key West Resort, Disney's Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, and the Villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. There is one DVC resort at Disneyland in California, Villas at the Grand California. There are also DVC resorts in three beach locations, Alani in Hawaii, Vero Beach in Florida, and Hilton Head in South Carolina. DVC operates on a point system that allows you to use your points at any DVC resort. You can also use your DVC points on other Disney hotels and other locations or on the cruise line but that's not really cost effective. Studio units at the Walt Disney World Disney Vacation Club resorts are about the size of Disney's deluxe hotel rooms, and they include a mini fridge and microwave. The studio units at the Polynesian Villas and Bungalows all have a connecting door to an adjoining studio unit. Uh, You can put in a request to have adjoining rooms, but of course it's not a guarantee. Right, but they have so many available that it's usually not a hard request for them to accommodate. One and two bedroom villas are available at most of the resorts, all except for the Polynesian. These rooms include a full kitchen with all the basic cooking utensils, pots, pans, and dishes, and a living room in addition to the bedroom, plus a whirlpool tub in the master bedroom and a washer and dryer in a closet. DVC members who purchase directly from Disney receive a few extra benefits, including discounts at certain restaurants, and shops and discounts on Walt Disney World annual passes. 
The initial cost of joining DVC is significant and you will pay substantial annual dues and maintenance fees, which go up every year, but it is a great way to lock yourself into an annual Disney vacation and most DVC members are extremely satisfied with their purchases. It is so crucial to remember that DVC is not a real estate investment. You are investing in a vacation plan. You do not own a specific room or property from Disney. Your deed is for your DVC vacation plan. And yes, it is transferable if you need it to be. Now, if you are sure that you'll be vacationing regularly at a Disney property, which let's be honest, if you're listening to our show, that's probably your plan as much as it is Samantha and I's plan, then you can absolutely save money in the long run by buying into DVC. We will have our guests go into the cost differences later so you can really see the impact that buying DVC makes, but you will be tying money up in a DVC contract, which means you will not have that money should you need it for something else. Mouse Savers has a list of criteria for the best suited candidates for buying into DVC, so let's look into that. So you should have the cash in hand to pay all of the upfront cost of membership without borrowing. So you have to have that that cash flow upfront. Make sure that the cost of the dues do not appear to present a financial hardship based on your current expectations. So don't go into this if it is something that you know is out of your means. If you know that your family is already struggling um, to just get to Disney once a year, DVC is probably not going to be for you. Now, of course, you're going to want to be a family that vacations at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Beach Resorts like Vera Beach, Hilton Head, Alani frequently, ideally at least once every two years, but probably more. You plan to continue staying at DVC resorts far enough into the future to make the membership at least break even before you decide to sell on the resale market. You prefer to stay in deluxe or DVC accommodations and or you stay a long time, so 10 days or more per year. And you are able to plan your vacations well in advance, ideally seven to 11 months out because it's more difficult using DVC points on short-term notice. Now that we have covered the available DVC resorts and criteria for being a good DVC candidate, let's bring on our expert for today's episode. We have a special guest with us today from the My DVC Points podcast, Chad Pennycuff. Chad really is an expert on Disney Vacation Club, and if you listen to his show, then you'll know that he has a real passion for discussing all things DVC to make sure we are getting the most out of ownership. Chad, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, well, thank you so much. And by the way, I don't consider myself an expert. I consider <laughs> myself a power user, okay? Ah. I, I, I just try to leverage everything that I can get out of this membership. And I like creating content that helps other people just start to get the most out of it. And we pay so much for this stuff. How do we get the most value? And value is something that people have to determine on their own. So by listening to other people's stories, in seeing what's important to them and what they value, you can see if it resonates with your values. I definitely agree. And I think you do a great job of pulling that out of your show and sharing your experiences and your listeners' experiences with others. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I, every now and then we get something wrong. And, and so if I just stick over here at the power user mark, 
and I, you know, expert, nah, I, that's not a title I like, but I, I will take power user and I do help a lot of people understand the vacation club and I help a lot of people buy in, not by direct sales, but by hearing other members' stories and, and their experiences. That's definitely what we're all about here at Mama Bear Jamboree is sharing our experiences with others. So you're going to fit right in. Yeah. See, now I I would be a little bit more pleased or I guess I would be a little bit more, uh, I guess, honored if I could be called a Papa Bear in the Jamboree today. Okay. We'll we'll call you Papa Bear Chad. Perfect. Okay. Honorary (laughs) Papa Papa Bear. I'll take that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chad. And we're really excited to have you here. Um, first question, not too much pressure, um, but can you explain DVC points to us and how they work? Sure. Well, the Vacation Club is Disney's version of a timeshare. Okay. And so what they do is they divide up the resort into 365 nights and however many years. And then they devise this thing called a point chart. And so when you add up every room in the resort, and you give the point value for that and you do all that math you come up with a few million points and then we the members buy a certain allocation of points like most people will start off with 100 points and 100 points will get you anywhere from five to nine nights or so in a in a studio at a resort and so what you're doing when you buy a point it's the economy of which we measure how much time you get out of the timeshare So what are some of the perks of being a DVC member? Well, the biggest perk and and the number one and why people do this is it's a great value over time. Meaning when you look at the cost of these resorts and you compare it to the cost of buying into DVC and then paying the annual dues, it's significantly cheaper over time if you're going to be in that elite repeat level customer that goes to Disney at least every other year. But in all honesty, let's just be honest, most of the people that I know and listen to my show and come on as guests, we're going two, three, four times a year or more. We're kind of like the power users of Disney. We, we go all the time. And by going all the time and finding a solution that can lower the price on that, and it'll either lower the price on it or it'll come back in. And when you do the math on it, you could say, hmm, well, this is what I was spending on the values. And for about that amount of money through DVC, I can move up to the deluxe resorts. So Chad, what can you tell us? And I've gone to a couple of these, but unfortunately I haven't, as a DVC member, I haven't been able to take advantage of a lot of them. Um, I had a really great time at the Typhoon Lagoon, Moonlight Magic, for example. Uh, but uh, can what can you tell us, since I'm sure you've been to way more than me, about DVC special parties and events? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And it is one of the things that a lot of members look forward to. And, and quite honestly, I'm sitting here in a closet today at the Grand Californian because I forgot we were supposed to record this show. So I'm <laughs> recording in a closet at the Grand Californian because I'm going to the Moonlight Magic tonight here at California's Adventure. So what these are is Disney will do this for any big company and they'll rent out three hours of the park and a company can come back in. I know a lot of times farmers insurance here in in Disneyland will rent out Disneyland for their big conventions, but Disney will rent out the entire park to people. And what they do for the vacation club is about 12 to 14 nights a year, 
the vacation club comes back in and it rents out the entire park. And so it's only DVC members that are in here and it's only DVC members that have bought their membership direct through DVC. So they essentially, they're a huge party and they give you free Mickey bars while you're here. It's supposed to be lower capacity, but there's kind of a debate in the community between, well, I didn't get in and Disney's in a no-win situation with capacity here because it's so incredibly popular for members to want to come in because there's no cost to this night in the park. Mm -hmm. Right now, my annual pass to Disneyland is down. Okay, but I can still come to this event and get into DCA tonight and hang out here. So that's an awesome value. And it's a night at the park here and you get free Mickey bars. Right now they're doing like a $15 meal voucher uh, that you can use at any of the restaurants that pretty much covers a, a burger, fries, and a Coke. That sounds really awesome. And I know mm -hmm. that's not really an experience that's offered to anybody else. So, right. No. Well, the other cool part that I forgot, and this is, a, well, what I think is one of the cooler parts in here, because, I mean, let's face it, when you have an annual pass and you're coming to Disney three, four times a year, the attractions are cool, but if you don't get them, it's not that big a deal. So like tonight, one of the things I'm looking forward to is what are the rare characters that are gonna be out for the meet and greets? Because at these Moonlight Magic events, they pull out the rare ones. Like two years ago when I came to the Disneyland version, Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope Von Sweets was here. And this was years before Wreck-It Ralph 2 came out. So he had been off the beaten path and, and out of the limelight for forever and a day. But he got to come at the party. And that was kind of cool. Is there anyone specific you're hoping to meet tonight? Tonight, I mean, given that it's DCA and the Avengers are in full force here, man, I, I, Thor, Loki, Iron Man would be cool. You don't normally see Iron Man in the park. Captain America is usually here. Loki's here. Thor's here. Um, maybe Black Panther tonight would be awesome. I, I hope they just go all out on this or even, even cooler, okay? Like, mind-blown awesome would be what if Thanos was here tonight. Ooh. That would be awesome. Yeah. Right. Well, you'll have to let us know who you see. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to let you know. So we'll, we'll have to, to see. I mean, it's already planned. I just, I got to wait a couple hours to get my little hand out. That's exciting. That is exciting. Our next listener question is, how often can you use your points? So that's a great question. And well, you can use a point once. Okay. So if you buy a hundred point contract, that means every year you get a hundred points. And when you book a reservation, the point goes out of your account and it starts holding that reservation. So if you buy a hundred points, you can book, you know, two fifty point stays. If you book buy 250 points, you could book five 50 point stays, or you could buy book something five times as long. That was one of the key things that Disney invented when they did the vacation club. They came into it and they looked at the timeshare and said, nobody likes fixed weeks. And let's create a system that allows the ultimate flexibility. And so you can use your points as often or as, as I guess you can use your points as long as there's a room available to book. And it, there usually is at 11 months and seven months, unless you're wanting to come on like a run Disney weekend or some other crazy event that is super popular and everybody will sell out the entire Disney property. Like Run Disney, that's pretty much a guaranteed to happen. 
Christmas and Easter weeks can be kind of tough as well. There's some food and wine can be tough on weekends, especially over at Beach Club and Boardwalk, because everybody wants to go there for food and wine. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 I just got back from a six night stay at the Boardwalk. Um, we were lucky to we were lucky to be able to switch, but Beach Club I think is the one that's more popular because it's closer, and that one I don't think we had a chance at. Yeah, I, I mean I own some Beach Club points, so I can book there at the eleven month. Mm. And there's been times when I've looked in the eleven months, and there's just not a lot there, just due to the popularity of food and wine and what's going on in, here in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Our next question. And you mentioned home resorts. Um, so some listeners are wondering, do they have to stay at their home resort? No, you get booking priority at your home resort. So for example, with my beach club points that I own at beach club, I can book that out 11 months in advance as long as there's availability. Okay. And I can take my beach club points and book a non beach club resort at seven months out. Now I own multiple home resorts and so I would never use my beach club points any place other than beach club because it's really tiny and really hard to get into. So I want to keep those points to use at the 11th month mark. But like I have Saratoga points and I bought Saratoga not because I want Saratoga, but I bought Saratoga simply because it's huge. There's almost always availability there mm -hmm. and I can use those points at seven months and not have to spend them, not have to spend like my beach club or my Grand Cal points here at the at any other resort other than these little really hard to get into ones, these high, highly desirable ones. Makes sense. It really does. You're actually really great at explaining this. <laughs> yes. Because it's not easy to understand when you're just looking at it. Our next listener question is, can you still use the dining plan if you are booking with CBC points? Oh, absolutely. So you can still purchase the dining plan if you choose to. However, like when we're in Orlando, we love tables in Wonderland. And mm. as a DVC member, we're allowed to buy that. And so I do the math on it and I like that better because it's not uncommon for us to take a large group over to Hoopty Doo Review or a character meal. And one of those can pay for the, the cost of that program. So you can still, yeah. So to answer the questions, yes, you can do it, but I'd say figure it out and make sure it's worth it for you. Some people like it. Some people like not having to pull their wallet out on their vacation because it all goes on the dining plan credits. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I definitely think Tables in Wonderland would be something awesome for us to explore later on in our season or next season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great program. These questions revolve around this concept that is what really draws people to my show is that you can learn how other people do Disney and we all do Disney slightly differently. But if I compare notes with the way you, Sam, do Disney or the way you do Disney, Rachel, I can come back into this and say, wow, that really resonates what you said here. Maybe I'll try that for my family. And that's the popularity of my show. That and I that take an incredibly complex product and I break it down for people and help them understand. Mm. Yep, and that's exactly what we have said on other episodes. Everybody does Disney differently. So being able to hear different experiences for different people are what make shows like ours and yours worth listening to. It it gives you a different perspective and it gives you a different approach to your vacations. 
yeah, it's kind of cool to come back in and go, hmm, you know, I never really realized that Animal Kingdom was so cool for little kids. Mm -hmm. Or some people can come back in and go, what, there's cheese plates? I had a listener, you know, kind of scold me a little bit because uh, I had a guest on and he mentioned cheese plates and I didn't stop to pursue the finer elements of cheese plates. He's just like, how can you pass up cheese plates? And I'm going, we all do Disney differently. <laughs> My daughter would definitely have been the one to want to know about the cheese plates. <laughs> She's three and obsessed with cheese. Oh, awesome. Ha has she tried anything other than like string cheese? Though? Yes, oh. she has. She's, she's a cheese extraordinaire. Wow. That sounds amazing. Um, so Ch Chatham, just uh, as an aside, I noticed that uh, it says here that you've bought six contracts on resale. So have you bought any direct? Yeah, well, I bought six resale through DVC resale market. And then yeah. I bought enough direct up front so that I can unlock these uh, parties tonight. And I can unlock the discounts and the other benefits that only come when you buy your points okay. through Disney Direct. Okay. The reason I I'm a huge fan of both. Yeah. Um, yeah, both our contracts are direct, so I, I was... Well, there's a decent little debate that goes on within the DVC community of direct versus resale. Mm -hmm. And you've got people that are really on three sides of the spectrum. People that are like, no, only buy direct. And these are people that, that tend to value like buying a new car. Yeah. Okay. Even though it's a timeshare and we're all sleeping in the same beds. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're, we're reusing these, these reusable rooms. Okay. Some people feel like, hey, I need to buy mine direct so that it's legitimate and official from Disney. Yeah. And then other people look at this and go, yeah, but why pay $188 a point for it when I can get it for $90 a point? Yeah. And the reason we bought direct is, well, the first time um, we just knew we wanted to buy at Polynesian and it was so new that there were no resale contracts for it. And then when we knew we needed to add points, we had been looking at resale and we just didn't see any contracts that really fit with like what we the parameters we were looking at. And so we at our last trip, we, we did a tour of Riviera and I wasn't expecting to be as impressed as I was, um, mm. but uh, it blew us away. And it's a my, beautiful resort. Yeah, my dad was like, we need to own here. This is great. I want to own here right now. Um, so like obviously there's no resale for Riviera at the time of this recording. Uh, so that's why we, we chose to buy uh, direct, although we have no problem with resale market. I think I think it's a great option for people that, that everybody thinking of buying DVC should seriously consider. But uh, for us, yeah, with our, our both our contracts are direct um, and uh, and we're we're really happy and uh, we had the benefit the, the the one good benefit I think we had was we had the same uh, rep for both of them and his name is Eric and he has just been great and really, you know, it, I, I've never been to a timeshare presentation that is like the traditional scary timeshare presentation, but I know my dad has and uh, they're, they're very, yeah, they're ugly. They are very, you know, manipulative and uh, pressure and I remember the first time we were thinking about it's this only an hour four hours later yeah we we go into the room and Eric comes in and he's like okay uh you know here's the information 
talk it over, take it home, see if this makes sense for you. It was very low pressure. You know, he just called like a couple times to make sure like, you know, this was, you know, we were still considering it and, and that we knew, you know, that all our questions had been answered. But it was it was so low pressure and it was so informative. And we really have not we've really not regretted it um, so much so that obviously, like I said, we, we, we bought more. So I can tell you, you know, I can I can talk a little bit to the direct sales uh, process, um, but in terms of going to, you know, um, we went to we went to the preview center. We toured the we toured the studio. Um, we talked about how many points we need. We went home. We talked about it some more, and then we ended up FedExing uh, the paperwork uh, back to DVC. But can you speak to, in a little more detail, uh, the, the process of signing up and buying points both directly and through resale? Okay, so buying points direct is easy peasy breezy, okay? They have points on hand, in stock, in inventory, and you can literally sign paperwork and within two days have points available and signing into DVC and be booking vacations in two days might be stretching it out a long time. I know if you're an existing member and you buy more points direct, mm -hmm. by the time you hang up the phone with your guide almost, the new points are on showing up in your account and you can start booking. Yeah, it can be that fast. That's, you know, for us it, it wasn't because we wanted to take some time, but yes, um, there there are people who, they go to they go to a tour uh, in the middle of the day and by the time they, the, by the time they're at their dinner reservation, they're DVC members. And I will say, yeah. though, that Disney does want you to take a little bit of time to, like, think about it, too. It's definitely low pressure because I'm the type of person who I don't do well with pressure. And I'm just kind of like, OK, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Like, I don't <laughs> say no. I don't say no. And I don't feel that way if I'm sitting through a DVC presentation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be low pressure. Yes. And but, you know, they want you to buy those points like ASAP. OK, I know these guys. I talk with them <laughs> off record. They're salespeople, right? They want you to buy, okay? Let's, now they're better than most timeshares on it, but that's really their their job, their income and their livelihood. Right. And so you need to walk into that sales presentation as an informed and educated consumer. And that's what I hope that my podcast does is it helps people come back in and it makes informed, educated decisions about all of these debates so that they can look at the pros and cons on all of this and decide what's right and what's best for their family. Yeah, I mean, of course they want you to buy. That's their business. That's that's how it works. Um, but yeah, at least in my experience, and I'm sure like every guide is different. Every you know you can find people with different experiences. But I think that um, people who buy right away are buying right away because they probably already knew going into that tour that this you know, they, this was something they wanted to do. And hopefully they've, they've mm -hmm. informed themselves with resources like your podcast. Yeah. Hopefully. Like <laughs> the research I hear back from, from the guides in the industry is eight out of 10 people make a buying decision right there on the spot. Okay. And they weren't considering it. They weren't researching it. They weren't anything. Interesting. And we see that a lot from them coming back in. Cause remember I host like a Facebook group and, all kinds of different ways of, of engaging and supporting members and, and 
crying together on um, times of sadness and celebrating together on our first bookings and every time we go home and countdowns and all of that kind of fun stuff. So occasionally somebody pops in that really doesn't understand the product and you just look at it and it just breaks your heart because those of us who do understand the product know it and love it to have see somebody else come back in with a not great experience man, that just lights my fire and makes me you know publish harder and and work harder at getting the, the message out yeah it's a shame like i i agree i i you know it, it i i think that this is you know this is something that it's a big investment and it's a big investment up front but it's you know it's it's going to continue to be an investment for years even after you've paid the initial fees you're still going to have yearly dues and everything and you're still going to have you know all these points that you need to decide what you're going to do with and if you're not enjoying it and if you this you know turns out to not be what you want i mean the good news is you're going to be able to find somebody to buy the points but it's still like you know it definitely you definitely um, want to make sure that this is something this is something that your family is going to be able to take advantage of for at least a good decent number of years yeah absolutely i mean that's that's one of the things that sets dvc apart is we have a very strong and vibrant resale market the like dvc resale market sponsors my show and i've sold one contract through them that i bought elsewhere but it took eight days for me to get a buyer at top dollar Wow. Now, within within hours of listing, I had lowball offers come in. So, because there are people out there that are trying to buy resale and they're trying to get it dirt cheap. And there's sellers that'll sell dirt cheap. I happen to be an investor and in, in a very educated, informed, and I wanted top dollar. Right. And so it took me eight days to find it. Well, and if and if they lowball you too much, DVC is going to enact right of first refusal, aren't they? Exactly. DVC is going to come back into this and say, Hey, look, we think this uh, price is pretty attractive and we have people that want to buy this sold out resort direct from us. And so, you know what? We're going to come back in and take over this deal and we're going to step in as the buyer and we're going to buy this back. And it could be buying a Saratoga contract at $90 a point that they're now selling for $165 or $170 or wherever it is these days. Yeah. So. That's what happens with with resale is and back to your original point, you want to make an offer that's high enough that you're above the, the threshold that says, hey, look, this really isn't in the danger zone of Disney buying it back. Or you want to come back in and go, you know what, I'm willing to roll the dice. And if I don't get this contract and the mouse gets it, that's no big deal because I'm going to buy this $90 contract. And I'm going to try to put an offer in at 75 and I'm going to try to legally steal this and buy it below market value. And occasionally the mouse lets those slides. So occasionally you can win at that. And it, it, it all comes back into we all do Disney differently. We all buy Disney differently. And there's something here that will work for everybody as long as you make an informed decision of this is the product and this is how the product works. So I think this is a really important thing for people to keep in mind, both as buyers and sellers, because if you're a buyer, um, you want to know that you, when you make a bid, it needs to be informed and it needs to um, not be too low. Probably it needs to be well researched uh, because otherwise you could lose out on the contract that you want. Um, and if you're a seller, it's important because you know that 
if you do end up needing to do resale, you're probably not going to lose too much on your investment because of the right of first refusal. And that's how uh, Disney, you know, both turns a profit for themselves, obviously, but also it's how they keep the market stable. I might have a slightly different opinion there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think what keeps the market stable is that mouse put the city of Orlando on the map. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Every, I wouldn't be living um, here if for not for yeah. that. Every middle class American family, it's a rite of passage to take your kids to Disney. Okay. That is just what our culture has become. Okay. So what keeps DVC strong? is the fact that this mouse is owning pop culture and everybody wants to stay here and there's only so many places you can stay on property and then when you start talking about i want to stay at the nicest places on property i want the deluxe studios or i want the full-blown kitchen and the washer and dryer in my accommodations on my vacation now you're talking dvc and so the demand to stay on property and the demand to come to Disney is what really keeps pushing this timeshare up because we're, we're different. If you compare us to like a Marriott, a Hilton, a, a blue green, any of those other timeshares, they don't hold a candle in resale and rental to what goes on in the Disney world. Yeah. That's what, that's what helped me come in and go look at this and go, Oh my gosh, I could have bought my Saratoga points direct for $80 a point back in like 2004. I ended up paying $85 a point 15 years later for these for this contract. So I paid more and I lost 15 years of usage out of it. That's the strength of DVC. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and once I realized that math, that now I'm a little bit different of a person. A lot of people I talk to say, hey, I'm holding this thing for the whole 50 years life of the contract. That's cool. I look at it like, you know what? I paid $85 a point for this. I have used four years of points and this is a 225 point contract. So I've used 900 points off of this contract. I could sell that contract tomorrow for $90 a point, made $5 a point. Now I've still got to pay some real estate fees and other things like that. Sure. But I essentially got to use 900 points for the cost of maintenance dues. When when that financial math clicked in for me, it was like, this is the biggest no-brainer there is. Right. But that's well, me I, and my values. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm a short-term member. I think that makes sense. And I, and I definitely agree. Like, without their reputation, without, without, um, you know, the the institution that they are the dvc would would pretty much mean nothing it, it, like it, they could have the nicest hotels um in the world basically but um if if it wasn't such a rite of passage to go to disney if if they weren't so good at getting people um getting people hooked on on coming back again and again that resale market or the you know the right of first refusal wouldn't mean anything but i, I do think it contributes somewhat to the, the stability of the market it does. Well, I, it, it all kind of comes back in together. I mean, how many movies has Marriott put out? Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Disney owned the box office last year between Star Wars and Avengers and everything else. Yeah. They they write the narrative of pop culture, whether we like it or not. They're the yeah. 500 pound gorilla that's out there. And as long as they're that popular, people are going to want to come here. Yeah. And I don't. I don't see them getting dethroned anytime soon. 
I don't either. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny to think, you know, of the time when people thought they were crazy for going into uh, the hotel business and then the timeshare business or the theme park business. Uh, it's 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 so funny now to think to think about all that. Because um, now they're can, killing the game. I know. Well, it's a little scary, but, <laughs> but it is. Get, I mean, we, at least we get really good movies out of it. This this draw and demand for for DVC timeshares is also the direct salespeople's biggest competition. Their biggest competition is you looking at this and saying, hmm, why do I want to pay $188 for Riviera when I can pick up this resale Saratoga for half of that? Mm -hmm. Okay, that is their number one competition is their own product. <laughs> it is that strong. Yeah. And that's kind of what we see coming in into the DVC community that that kind of drives things as well. Yeah. And we like with the Riviera Resort, we've seen Disney come back in and say, okay, you know, we are going to come back in and fundamentally cripple this product when it hits the resale market. Because if you buy a Riviera contract, the only place you can stay is Riviera resale. Okay. Right. Direct, you can still go any place. But when, when you get ready to sell that Riviera contract, whoever buys it is only staying at Riviera. Yeah. Whereas every resort up until this point, a point was a point here. was a point was a point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's really, really important for listeners to know is um, not even if you're buying direct, when you when you resell it there's going to be you know there's there's going to be some changes to uh to whoever the new owner is uh can you talk a little bit so we've talked about buying direct the process of, of doing that there's you know the uh being able to to go in uh on disney property and do it and either sign up that day or sign up later um can you talk a little bit about the the, the resale market buying a contract through that and how that differs from buying direct okay so what happens is, is all resale contracts at some point in their time start as a direct contract. Somebody buys these points from Disney and the direct developer has the right to come back in and say, hey, there's this big pile of 6 million points called Riviera Resort and you want to buy 127. Well, they can write a contract for 127 points. They can write a contract for 200. They can write a contract for any number that they want they are the developer and so once that contract is issued it is set in place all of those points are on your account until that thing expires and you can't get to them all you can only get to last year's if you bank them this year's and you can borrow from next year's but all of those points are on the account that is a key thing to, to remember and when you buy it from disney you get all of this year's points and everything is filled going forward when you buy a contract through resale, you're essentially stepping in and picking up some other buyer's contract. So if I have used 50 of my 100 points this year and you buy it, then you buy a contract with 50 points missing this year because Chad's used them and you're buying the remainder of that contract. So that is one key point to, to note in difference. And that can be good and bad because mm -hmm. there, you could buy the remainder of a contract that's had everything used this year and they borrowed all of next year's and used that as well that's typically reflected in the contract price that you negotiate out with them but that can happen and some people like buying it because they're like hey eh, i just want a beach club contract i don't need to go there for three years so who cares if this year or next year's is gone on the flip side 
you can find somebody who's looked at this and said, okay, and this is what happened with the Animal Kingdom contract that I bought as an investment. I looked at this and said, hmm, this person didn't use their vacation club points last year, so they banked them to this year. So now when I bought that contract, it had all of last year's points on it and all of this year's points on it. Nice. That's an incredibly sweet contract to buy. And those go for a premium, but they go really fast as well. Yeah. Well, everything goes really fast in resale right now. It's a really hot market. Okay. So, I mean, DVC resale markets getting in 80 contracts a week and they're closing 80 a week. And their inventory number stays about the same of a three, 400 contracts at any given time. But they're, they're cycling through them. Okay. Because they're matching up buyers and sellers and people want out for various reasons and people want in for various reasons. And that's what they do as they stand here as a, a licensed real estate agent, which this is a deeded piece of property. It, it does come with a deed and all of that legal home ownership kind of paperwork. So these resale agents come back in and they like advertise on my show. Hey, look, if you're looking to buy a contract, come buy it for us. If you're looking to sell a contract, let us find you a buyer. And mm. then they make a commission on this and that's their business. Okay. So that's really the difference between buying direct and buying resale. When you buy resale, if you want a 57 point contract at Animal Kingdom, good luck finding it. Because that would have meant somebody had to issue a 57 point contract. Yeah. So you're kind of at the mercy as to what the market has available. Okay. Right. Now the good news is, is it's, it's the internet days and like they've got an app that'll push a notification to your phone the instant a contract gets listed. Because if you're looking for that, let's say 75 points or less contract and it matches up with your other criteria, you need to like hit that buy button ASAP on it because it's going to go really fast. So it moves over there. It, it, it really does move. What doesn't move so fast over there is four or 500 point contracts because there's just not enough people that have the money to come to the table with 50, 60 grand to buy one of those. Right. And I know when you buy direct, um, one thing, and we chose to do this was um, we bought initially 160 points at um, uh, Polynesian, but we've split it into two 80 point contracts. Nothing changes really. Uh, we can use them the same way. Uh, mm -hmm. But if we ever choose to do resale, it's going to make selling a little bit easier. Yeah, and it does. And, and for example, let's say your dad says, I want out. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let's say you have a sibling. He could give his contract to a sibling. Right. Okay. I have three, three children. And when we bought Copper Creek, we ended up buying uh, 225 points there. And we bought uh, a 50, a 50, a 50, and a 75. Okay. Now, would I do it that way over again? Maybe not, but I knew 50 points was the smallest they would issue. And if I ever get, well, when I get ready to sell it, it'll go to, it'll go fast and it'll go for top dollar because it's small. But the part I looked at it was, was, well, I'm gonna buy these smaller contracts so that later down the roads, I could still keep a direct contract for myself and give each of my three kids a direct contract. And then this way, they would have the blue card membership. They could keep coming to the Moonlight Magic parties like I'm doing tonight. Right. And then we can supplement their portfolio with a resale. Okay. Yep. 
mm-hmm. and, and they can still get their cake and eat it too that way. Yeah. Is that, how I looked at it. That was pretty much uh, my, 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 my dad's thinking as well was, uh, you know, have this thing. It's an investment. He can give some to me or my sister. I, since I live in Orlando, I can take advantage of Moonlight Magic even when, you know, we're not on vacation. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's turned out to be, it's turned out to be really, uh, really, a really great, uh, really great thing for us. Um, so you said, um, you, you know, you've bought a lot through resale. There are obviously a lot of, uh, of, uh, resale, uh, websites. Do you have a preferred, uh, resale, uh, uh, resale location that you go to when you buy your contracts? Yeah, I, I bought the majority of mine through DVC resale market. And in all fairness and full disclosure, they do sponsor my show, okay? But I can tell you as well, every single one of them is a former direct guide. It was founded by a guy who looked at this and said, you know, if I stay as a direct guide, I can only help buyers. But if I were to move over to the resale side, I could still help buyers and sellers. And so that's why I'm, well, let me back that up. So because they've all had direct sales guides, experience they're all trained like that so you can buy through them and get the disney experience without having to pay the disney price tag does that make sense absolutely so now that we've talked about the direct sales in the resale market what about renting points if buying into dvc isn't something you're interested in so yeah so a lot of people come back into this and go you know what i want to try staying there I want to try before I buy. And that's a great way of doing it. Yep, I okay? did it a couple times. It's it's really great. So what you end up doing is as a as a DVC member, you have a process that you log on to the website, you book an available room, you you spend your points out of your account to acquire this room, and you put your name, address, phone number, all of that kind of stuff in there, and then you click book it and out from the system comes a reservation number that you put into my Disney experience and now you can start booking your 60-day fast passes okay when that window opens when you rent points from somebody else there's two differences okay the member still has to come back in and book it but they should okay they don't have to they should check the box that says this person is not a member that's one difference The second difference is they're not typing their own family's names in there. If I were to rent Samantha some points, I'd be typing Samantha's name in there and her kids' names in there and their family address in there and their phone number in there. And then at the end of the process, I click submit and out pops a reservation number and I forward that email off to Samantha. She puts it in her My Disney Experience account. She's ready to go. She shows up to check in. She shows them her ID. I am Samantha. I have a reservation here at Boardwalk. Boom. She checks in. She doesn't pay Disney a dime because it's Vacation Club, it's a timeshare, and it's already prepaid by the member. Now, if she charges something to her room through the Magic Band process, that's on her. She still has to pay for that. But that's the beauty of renting points. And you can do this through one of two ways. You can either know a member directly or you can come back in and use a rental broker company. And this is a company that specializes in finding members with excess points and they advertise out to the general public, hey, look, you can save between 40 and 60% off 
the cost of your Disney hotel stay by renting points. And that's the business that they're in, is matching the general public with members with excess points. And that's how that happens. It's actually a really awesome opportunity for people who aren't ready to commit to buying DVC, but they still want to experience those DVC resorts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it lets you try Vacation Club membership with a little bit more hassle in there. You don't get the availability tool. You can't see what's available and book yourself, but you can definitely go through a DVC stay. And there's some notable differences between renting a reservation and a cash room. Because with the cash room, you can call up Disney and say, eh, I'm, I'm canceling this a couple days in advance and it's no big deal. Disney just gives you all of your money back. If you're renting my points, well, I've already allocated my points to you, okay? I've already planned that these points are, are are gone and it's not really fair to me to come back in and go you're going to cancel on me you know right at the last minute and now i got to do something else with these points so for that 40 to 60 percent discount what the renter has to take into mind is they have all of well usually the way most of those contracts are written what the renter has to bear in mind is once they pick these dates and it's booked this is a prepaid resource and this thing is going to sell out. DVC rooms stay at about a 99.9% .9 occupancy rate, meaning there's like no wiggle room to move this reservation around once it's made. There could be if you're willing to go over to Saratoga, one of the really big resorts that has, it's huge and it has low desirability from most members' perspective, so they can have some wiggle room in the bigger rooms like one and two bedrooms, but for the most part, you're saving a boatload of money and you are as a result of that savings you take on this inflexibility right so now that we've gotten everybody excited about dvc and hopefully wanting to become members why don't we tell them where they can sign up for a tour oh perfect okay so if you go through the parks you start to see these people that are in little dvc kiosks their little shelters and they usually don't approach you they might offer you a sticker or something along those lines, but they're just there for you to come back in and approach them. It's all part of that non-pressure sales. Mm -hmm. And so if you ask one of those people, their job is to get you signed up for that tour. That's what they're there for. They get paid a bonus every time you sign up through them and take a tour. And so that's one way to do it. The other way is to figure out DVC's phone number and call them and they have a whole telesales center, which is what I ended up doing and ended up working with a guy named Randy Kruger, who is really, really good. And I love Randy to death, but I met him through their call center and, and sales that way. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because those those booths are not hard to find. They're all over. They're at every resort, every, many places all over all the parks and Disney Springs. But I like how it's called Disney's best kept secret because they, they sure they, they sure don't seem to want to keep it a secret too much. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's the best, it's the best, it's the best secret that has, you know, podcasts and blogs and websites yeah. and, you know, everything else on. Exactly. But. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, you know, the, the tour is definitely worth doing. Um, when we bought Polynesian, I had already stayed there uh, with a friend uh, who was a DVC member. So I, I knew that it was uh, something I, I really liked and my dad, pretty much just trusted me but I'm really glad that we 
took the time to see Riviera because like like I said I was not expecting to be that impressed by it but it was you know it really solidified to us that this was you know a place where we would we would want to stay mm-hmm. that skyliner is awesome the rooms there are beautiful it's they've gorgeous. done a phenomenal so job developing that resort yeah okay so this is one that um maybe you could just give us a little bit of info like a crash course in how price per point works okay so Disney sets the price on the resorts that they want to sell. Typically, the, the newest resorts that they've just built and they haven't sold out yet, which right now is just Alani and Riviera, those are set at $188 a point, and then they offer some incentives if you buy buy it in bulk. So if you buy 175 points, you'll get X dollars back. Now, the rest of that stuff, they set the price as to what they're going to sell it for, and it's usually higher few resorts that aren't, but for the most part, the most of them are higher than the 188 a point. Now on the resale market, it's all about buyers and sellers negotiating a market. And a lot of times the market is set by what do people still owe on their contracts and when they want out. So like right now, Polynesian is a phenomenal buy in the 140s because that's about where people have paid down their contract to so that they could have used it a few years and sell it for what they owe. That's kind of what goes on with pricing there. It's really just, it's really complex, but I can give you a nutshell overview. Yeah, that that definitely made sense. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, Chad, please tell our listeners where they can follow you on your journeys. Oh, okay. Well, that's a great question because 99% of my show is not about me. It's about other members. So if they follow me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash points. usually when I'm in the parks, I put up a couple of pictures and things along that line. But you can learn an awful lot about the Vacation Club and the members by finding my podcast, My DVC Points. You can tune into our live show, which right now is every Sunday night at nine o'clock. And it's multi-stream to Facebook and YouTube or you can find that in a podcast as well. So that's the best way for people to come back in and follow us is Facebook, YouTube, and podcast. Well, we really enjoy listening to you and your podcast here at Mama Bear Jamboree. And we thank you again so much. We really appreciate your insight and um, appreciate everything you've shared with our listeners tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. It was a ton of fun. And I'm, I'm honored to be an honorary Papa Bear for at least an episode. <laughs> I'm sure we'll bring you back at some point. Absolutely. Thanks, ladies. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Chad. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Mama Bear Jamboree. We are excited to chit-chat, yik-yak, and flim-flam with you all again on our next episode. We'll chat with you all again very soon. If you want more from Mama Bear Jamboree podcast, head on over to our website at www.mamabearjamboree.com. There you will find blog posts that go along with each episode's topic, helpful handouts that match our show content to help you in planning your family's next Disney Parks vacation, and you can enter our monthly trivia contest. At the end of every Mama Bear Jamboree episode, you'll hear a trivia question presented by our trivia master, Walt Post. Go to the Google form on our website, again, at www.mamabearjamboree.com and enter the trivia question. 
We will take all correct responses for the month and plug them into a random drawing generator and the winner will be announced on our Facebook page and will be sent a prize. Well, what do you have for us? What social media platform had Disneyland as the most photographed place on earth for 2017? You've been listening to Mama Bear Jamboree, part of the Imagination Radio Network and a BRS production. It's my favorite part because you'll see is where you'll find all your Disney tips and tricks, but you won't discover them without Mama Bear Jamboree. So please like, share, subscribe, comment, and rate Mama Bear Jamboree on all of your favorite social media and podcast platforms.